0: Messianic Jews are Jewish men and women retaining their Jewish identity, saying, I believe Jesus is the Jewish Messiah. But we're also united through our faith in Jesus, in Yeshua we say in Hebrew, with all followers of Jesus, most of whom are Gentile, most of whom today call themselves Christians. And that, I think, is the answer to the idea of one new man.
1: Welcome to A Jew and a Gentile Discuss. I'm your co-host Carly Berna.
0: And I'm Ezra Benjamin.
1: We're a Jew and a Gentile who both believe in Jesus and believe that there's value in looking at history as well as today's world in the headlines through both a Jewish and a Christian lens.
0: Just a heads up before we dive into our topic today, Carly, you know, A Jew and a Gentile Discuss is listener supported and we wanna give you, our listeners, an opportunity at the end of this program to get more involved, so stay tuned for those details. Let's discuss.
1: Okay Ezra, I'm super excited today because this is our first episode of our new season and we're excited to talk about topics that our audience has been interested in, writing in, listening to different episodes over the past few seasons and uh, one of those topics is Messianic Judaism which we've talked about before in other episodes you can go back and listen to the history but today specifically we're going to talk about is Messianic Judaism a Christian or a Jewish religion? And for those listening, they might hear that and already have an opinion whether, yes, I think it's a Christian religion or no, I think it's a Jewish religion. We're going to dive into that and kind of define that today. And to start, we're going to look at the uh, most reputable source on the internet, Wikipedia.
0: Totally. And we're not paying them royalties, by the way, but we're going to start the conversation there.
1: Yes. Not because we think it's the most reputable, but we were just happened to be looking at the definition and we thought this is an interesting place to start as we kind of dive into this. So why don't you start by telling us what Wikipedia says? I
0: would be glad to. But I'm going to keep our audiences in suspense. And they're probably Googling it right now anyway, which is great. I would love it if you had it up in front of you. Do that on your smart device. Uh, But I think, Carly, it's important to say, even the question, is Messianic Judaism, a Jewish or a Christian religion, is so loaded on both sides of the equation. And maybe, like you said, our listeners already have an opinion or they have a feeling and they're hoping that we'll back up their predetermined conclusion, or maybe people genuinely don't know and they just wanna find out. So wherever you're at, why is it loaded? First of all, on the Christian side of the equation, uh, I think the question is, wait a minute, Messianic Judaism, or we can say Jewish believers in Jesus, okay? if they're if they're with us then i thought we're all one new man in christ one new man in messiah so why are they highlighting a distinctive when we're all supposed to be unified right and if they're distinct from us and they're saying they're still jewish then somehow that's some kind of heretical thing that can't be us because everybody who believes in jesus must be a christian right so we'll write them off as something weird or unbiblical or whatever so you have that catch 22 you have that very loaded perspective, and then on the Jewish side of the equation, if Messianic Jews have converted to Christianity, I said it that way intentionally, if they've made a religious change and they're now part of this other religious system, great, we write them off, they've cashed in their chips as Jews, as Jewish men and women, right? They've decided to no longer be Jewish and they've joined this other religion. Best of luck to them. They're not us. I hope it goes well for them. But if they're still Jewish, now we have this very problematic issue that there's people in the Jewish community defining themselves by faith in the one person who we say you can't be Jewish and believe in. So you see there's like you know however we go with this in the traditional ways of talking about messianic Judaism it's problematic it's fraught with conflict and controversy or even misunderstanding so today we want to take a couple steps back and try to redefine some things or let's let's look at it again without pigeonholing ourselves into one of those four categories where we either get really upset or just write this thing off okay so all of that being the loaded nature of the question what is what is uh, what do you get when you google messianic Judaism and if you click on that probably near the top of the page, Wikipedia link, you're gonna get this, it says Messianic Judaism, is a modernist and syncretic movement, these are very fancy words, listen, movement of Protestant Christianity that incorporates some elements of Judaism and other Jewish traditions into evangelicalism. So many big words. Yeah, so many big words. So we'll highlight a couple. And then I love that right above this, Carly, let the reader note, right above this it says, Messianic Judaism, not to be confused with Messiah, in Judaism, which begs the question, why, right? People can go, oh yeah, okay. And then you can click on Messiah in Judaism and you're gonna get a bunch of rabbinic Jewish thoughts and you're gonna get a bunch of quotes from Moses and from the prophets. But whoever penned these, you know, whoever typed these Wikipedia words said, let's make it very clear. Messianic Judaism that believes in Jesus is not to be confused with the Messianic belief in Judaism. Yeah, but why? So we're going to talk about that a little bit. And then what I want to highlight here, because there's like, for me, there, you know, this is where the record scratches and we have to go, wait a minute. It says a modernist movement of Protestant Christianity. So whoever had the honor of being able to define Messianic Judaism on Wikipedia wants us to know in sentence one, this is Christianity. This is not Judaism. And then they go on to explain all the roots in Judaism. But at some point, there was this critically important departure where people who say they're Messianic Jews aren't really Jews at all. And we're going to talk about why are they saying that and why I would say that's incorrect and we need to look again.
1: Yeah. Ezra, if someone were to ask me this question, and you can debate and tell me I'm wrong, but I would say that Messianic Judaism is a, I'm going to quote unquote, Jewish Mm -hmm. religion because... Me as a Gentile believer cannot become a Messianic Jew
0: because I'm not Jewish. Interesting.
1: Because I I believe in Jesus, but I'm not Jewish. So how do I become a Messianic Jew? I have to have Jewish heritage.
0: Within your understanding, though, is an important distinction that I'm glad you raised. We should make it. That Jewish identity, ethnicity, heritage, right, which I would say literally, unless somebody converts through a rabbinic system to the Jewish faith, is we're born with that. It's in our DNA at times of persecution and elimination of Jewish communities in the past, that was very clearly understood by enemies of the Jewish people. If you're born Jewish, uh, that's who you are. And you're identifying that as distinct from, or let's say parallel to this issue of faith, right? Whereas a lot of people talking about this issue might say, no, 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 your your ethnicity goes out the door if you believe like the christians but you're saying no 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 these two things exist and they're linked but let's have let's it, it's two parts of a larger conversation so even in the way you define it, saying, I'm not Jewish, therefore Messianic Judaism wouldn't be Christianity, is identifying this element of Judaism that's both rooted in DNA, in ethnic heritage, and in faith, and that these two things are linked, but they're distinct.
1: So, when I think about someone who's the most prominent Jew, Jesus, would he define himself as a Messianic Jew?
0: Yeah, and the fact, I mean, you you and I serve at the same uh, ministry, you know, vocationally at Jewish Voice Ministries, uh, and we have for many years, so I feel like you even saying you know jesus the most prominent jew like i guess my question is before i before i respond to what you said would you have said that a decade ago
1: no i would have named some someone in new york or someone i knew that had won the nobel peace prize who was jewish or something
0: right so i mean i guess putting you on the spot a little bit like what was there a light bulb moment when you went oh jesus is jewish or was jewish still is jewish like what what changed
1: yeah i think i knew jesus was jewish But I just thought of it just like I'm German. Like, that's just his background. So what?
0: It's who he is. who cares? Because that's how he was born.
1: Yeah. But it wasn't like I should now care about Judaism.
0: Right. Interesting. Okay. So that, so you had this light bulb moment of, of course, Jesus is Jewish. He had Jewish parents. He lived in a Jewish culture, which I think as much as that rolls off our tongue on this podcast, I think perhaps a lot of the christian world maybe some of our listeners didn't ever step back and think about it right because we have this idea and we say it so often but i'm going to say it again that jesus christ you know to borrow one of our friends you know little jokes the son of mr and mrs christ shows up on the scene around 0 ad and decides he's going to throw out everything jewish and invent a new religion called christianity right mm-hmm. so the question is like would if you ask jesus are you a christian what would he say right like that's kind of a you yeah. know if if we think about it for a minute Let's, let's look at what does Christian mean. I think we see it in Acts, right? Acts eleven twenty six, and it's the first time we see the word Christianos in the Greek, okay? Uh, and it says the disciples, or the followers of Jesus, were first called Christianos in Antioch. And what is the root of that word in the Greek? It's Christos, Christos literally is the Greek way of saying in Hebrew, Moshiach, or in English, Messiah. It means the anointed one, and it's totally, singularly, clearly referring to Jesus. It's not saying follower of a messiah. The term Christos was Jesus the messiah. So Christianos is followers of Jesus the messiah. And so then back it up, you know, a couple decades and we go, would Jesus have identified himself as a Christian? I think, I mean, you know, Jesus is one with the father, so he's all knowing, right? But theology aside, let me be funny for a minute. Like I think Jesus would say, what's that, right? Are you a Christian? Well, what's that? Well, what are you? I'm Jewish. Yeah, well, who do, you, who do you represent? And then you know he says, I'm one with the Father. Before Abraham was, Iheyeh, I am. And he's almost killed on sight for it because he's making himself equal with God. And he proves it by his resurrection and walking out of the tomb. But the idea of Jesus being a Christian, we have to be careful because we're fast forwarding in the future to where this new religion called Christianity is invented And then we rewind 100 years and say, would the Messiah who's being worshiped define himself by something which wasn't articulated as a separate religion from Judaism for a couple hundred years?
1: Yeah, you mentioned earlier the one new man philosophy. Yeah, Talk about that, because I think that's something that people have an idea of, and they think like you did, like, okay, yeah, we're all together. What is Messianic Judaism? Isn't it just the unification?
0: Yeah, so that's, again, we have to, you know, we're talking about Messianic Judaism still as a part of the Jewish faith, right? These are Jewish men and women, who are believing in Jesus, who said, I am one with the God of Israel, with the Father, and before Abraham, the father of the Jewish people was, I am, so he's identifying himself in all the ways that Moses and the prophets told the children of Israel to look for the Messiah, and he's doing the works that would prove his Messiahship, and he's saying, "You know, I am the one Israel's waited for, I'm the Jewish Messiah. So Messianic Jews are Jewish men and women, retaining their Jewish identity saying I believe Jesus is the Jewish Messiah and this is you know a little bit of a challenge to that first italicized sentence in in Wikipedia not to be confused with the idea of the Messiah in Judaism. Uh, Messianic Jews are retaining their Jewish identity so we're Jewish but then also in our faith in Jesus we're part of, I'm I'm not going to use the word church because when we hear church we think Christian and we think other religious system that's not Judaism so I'm going to use again the word that's translated church in the New Testament and it's Ekklesia and it's not talking about a building it's not talking about a man-made structure it's not even talking about followers of a new religion Ecclesia literally means body of Messiah okay so Messianic Jews are still Jewish but we're also united through our faith in Jesus, in Yeshua we say in Hebrew, with all followers of Jesus, most of whom are Gentile, most of whom today call themselves Christians, right? It's the way of saying I'm a follower of Jesus. Uh, or at least I subscribe to a religious system that that follows Jesus. So how are we distinct within and yet one with? And that I think is the answer to the idea of one new man, right? And so many people you know, wanna quote, There's a verse where Paul says, I'm telling you, there's neither Jew nor Gentile, right? And people go, neither Jew nor Gentile. Why does it matter that you're a Messianic Jew? We're all the same. But then if we look at the rest of that verse, Paul says, there's neither male nor female. Well, as far as I know, right, we've said this on other podcasts, women are still having babies and men still aren't, you know, new science aside, right? Anyway, but we could talk about that another time. But, right, there's, Paul's examples are all these things that are unified, equal in the eyes of God, equally empowered to be agents in his kingdom, and yet bear distinctions in their very nature that he's saying are unchangeable. So why do we say there's no Jew or Gentile, there's absolutely no difference, but then continue to affirm the other distinctions he uses later in the verse? So the one new man idea i think a lot of people try to explain that and it gets weird some examples where we've seen it get weird that we you know challenge on this podcast cuz <laughs> because they're weird, right, is like, okay, now Now non-Jewish followers of Jesus somehow need, are required by God to keep the whole Torah and keep the feasts and have a you know, flag in the shape of the lion of the tribe of Judah that they run down their church aisles waving, you know, or they're being disobedient to God and being a little extreme. But, you know, we've seen cases of this. Or uh, anybody who believes in Jesus now becomes Jewish, which I've heard people say, you know, I believe in the Jewish Messiah, therefore I am Jewish, which is great in terms of wanting the spiritual blessings. Nobody seems to want to say, I am Jewish when it comes to times of persecution of the Jewish people. But um, so those are some of the examples of weird, but what does one new man mean at its basic identifier? And I think what Paul's saying is, hey, you had these, these people of God, Israel, who because of our own disobedience and stubborn heartedness are unable to keep the laws and the requirements of a holy God right so we we have this relationship with god that we've broken of our own accord and we're separated from him and when we look at the gentiles the non-jewish peoples on earth we say they have nothing to do with our god and then you have the gentiles saying you know before people come to faith in jesus they have no relationship with the god of israel the scriptures are very clear about that right and they're looking at the jewish people going that's Strange, that's distinct, I have nothing to do with that, those laws are weird, I'm certainly not required to keep them. And so you have these two people groups who have no relationship. And I really think at the basis of us understanding one new man is the idea of relationship. Before we talk about roles and distinct versus unified, it's the idea of relationship, that Followers of Jesus have been made one new man because now, Carly, you're a Gentile believer in Jesus and I'm in this irremovable, irrevocable relationship with you as part of the ecclesia, the body of Messiah and the family of faith, right? And you, not being Jewish, are now in relationship with all Jewish believers and you can't get out of it. Like it or not, understand it or misunderstand it, we're all in this thing together. We've been brought into this family, Paul uses the language like the olive tree, right? And he says, there's branches that originally were a part of this, were cut off for unbelief, and God's able to graft them back in again. He's talking about Messianic Jews, or we can say Jewish believers in Jesus. And then he says and there's these branches who weren't a part of this tree at all, but God's able to graft them in through the same faith that it took to re-graft in Jewish believers. And the idea is we're all now part of this one family. So I think the newness isn't that Jews stop being Jews or that Gentiles become Jews. The newness is relationship into a new family of faith.
1: Okay, so maybe you're convincing me. Does that mean Messianic Judaism now is in the new family faith of Christianity? or, Or where do we land? Is Messianic Judaism a Christian or Jewish religion?
0: Yeah, and it's I'm I, I don't know if I'm avoiding the question. I'm continuing to push on the language because I, I, we talk about this so often on the podcast. I think part of what we're doing here is trying to say we don't want to we don't want to reverse engineer things with the understanding we have today that represents this fundamental break a couple hundred years into, you know, after the death and the resurrection of Jesus where Constantine out of fervent devotion to faith in Jesus, suddenly declares, it was kind of a political move, you know, let's let's give him the benefit of the doubt, he's trying to worship Jesus. Suddenly decides, you know, there's these Jewish people who by and large have rejected the Messiah, so God must have rejected them, and if God's rejected them, then we better make carefully sure we better make absolutely sure that our faith in Jesus doesn't look like them doesn't sound like them in fact doesn't have anything to do with them because God surely must have cursed them okay so you have this break where Judaism and Christianity go their separate ways and then what do you do with these people who still were part of Israel part of the ethnic part of the cultural part of the historic people of Israel but who are believing like Constantine and his, you know, and, and the the church, right? The Christian religion that developed in Jesus, and so you have this group of people, these Messianic Jews throughout history, that have uh, uh, roots and continual life, and will die for it. By the way, in Israel, together with the Jewish people, we didn't divorce the Jewish people, we didn't forsake them, we didn't formally leave, we didn't convert to another religion. But in our faith, we're also fully united with this ecclesia, this 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 body of believers worldwide. So. I'm still going to say, because you're asking me for an answer, and I'll give it as we kind of round out this podcast, Messianic Jews are Jewish, okay? But we're not talking about a religious system, and I think that's what's key. We're talking about a faith, right? A faith that Jews are able to be grafted back into because we've been cut off in our disobedience, but through faith we can be grafted back in. We're made the righteousness of God, the scriptures say, not because of our own works, but by his grace, by his work in our lives. And the same thing is true for Gentile believers who had nothing to do with the God of Israel. And I think that's maybe you know a paradigm shift for, for Christians, right, like how do you identify, uh, describe your faith to me, right? And I think people, I don't know, what would they say, right? Like, I believe in Jesus and he's my savior and he's my Lord, right? Yeah. But how many Christians are gonna say, I believe in the God of Israel, right? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who's brought me near to him through the blood of the Jewish Messiah, Jesus, right? It's like, ah, you know, again, record scratch. But yet, in fact, that's what Paul's telling these non-Jewish believers is understand the roots, understand the fatness of what you're being brought into. And it's not until way after the scriptures are written, hundreds of years later, that we have this new quote unquote religion called Christianity and this 17, 1800 year old battle of where do Jewish believers belong? But that was never the case. That was never the case in those formative years during which all the New Testament scriptures were written. Jewish believers, Messianic Jews, that term didn't exist either. They were just followers of the Messiah.
1: So it's a Jewish heritage with a faith in
0: jesus
1: yeah it's it's a
0: jewish heritage and a jewish identity and really i'll i'll say now you know some of our listeners are going to be really ticked with me but that's okay because we're discussing it's actually the fulfillment of the jewish faith ezra how can you say that jews don't believe in jesus well moses told us one was coming after him to listen to him. And Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel and Zechariah all looked ahead to a day when a when a child would be born of a virgin in Bethlehem who was supposed to be called Emmanuel God with us, who would Daniel said be cut off but not for his own sin, but who wouldn't stay in the grave David said. So put all of that together and I would say faith in Jesus is a is the fulfillment Of everything God had in mind when he set apart this people in Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and said my desire is to bless you and I want you to be a blessing to all the families of the earth.
1: Well and you said Jews don't believe in Jesus but Jews do believe in a Messiah coming. Right. So It's it's just that it's not Jesus.
0: Exactly and that's the thing I want to push on. I know we talk about that in a lot of our podcasts but this idea right Wikipedia makes it very clear we can talk about the Messiah in Judaism and it's good, it's kosher, it's kosher, right? It's, we can talk about anybody you wanna talk about as long as it's not Jesus. And I'm saying, but why? Well, because Jesus was was Christian. No, well, we just spent the last 20 something minutes talking about Jesus was the Jewish Messiah and later this other religious system developed because the majority of believers in him were no longer Jewish. Right. But we can't work that backwards into, what, into the convenient answer we want because we wanna write off one community or the other.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's a Jewish identity with a faith in Jesus, is how we would define it. Not so much within the Christian religion guidelines or the Jewish religion guidelines.
0: Yeah, yeah. a Jewish identity with a faith that Jesus is the Messiah of Israel and the Savior of all who would call upon him, is how I would say it.
1: So we wanted to explain the importance of how to define Messianic Judaism, but we're actually not going to talk about, you know, why you should care. You might be listening, great, now I understand Messianic Judaism, but, you know, why do I care? It's just another— denomination quote unquote.
0: unquote.
1: Um, So next week we're actually going to dive into uh, should you care about Messianic Judaism or why is it important to you as someone who's a Gentile believer or even if you have a Jewish background and don't understand it why that's important. So I hope you stay tuned to next week to hear why you should care about it or or maybe we'll convince you to care or not to care based on what we're saying Uh, but I hope you tune in next week to hear that. If you benefited from what you heard today and you feel others could benefit from hearing it too, we wanna ask you to get involved and become a supporter. $50 gets this and other important messages out to a broader audience and gets life-saving medical care to one additional underserved Jewish person living far outside the land of Israel. As a thank you, we'll send you a bag of fresh roasted Ethiopian beans from our own Lost Tribes Coffee Company. These delicious beans are responsible for both the speed and intensity with which Ezra expresses himself on this podcast.
0: Totally true, Carly. And if you're not ready to become a supporter today, just let us know that you listen by entering and giving a little bit of information. You'll be entered in a drawing to win a free bag of that Lost Tribes Coffee Company coffee. You can go to our website at org, or click in the show notes for more information. And if you want to hear more episodes, subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast content. And we'd also love if you leave us a review and share this podcast with someone you know.
1: You can also follow us on social media at the handle A Jew and A Gentile Discuss. And if there's anything you want us to discuss or have us answer, please submit your questions at our website, A Jew and A Gentile Discuss dot org. This is Carly and Ezra. Thanks for listening to A Jew and A Gentile Discuss. Join us next week for another episode. The show is a production of Jewish Voice Ministries International.